welcome back to episode who knows of the compound podcast 120 presented by parse rum i love parse you love parse um i got a nice text from mr parse today same you guys got anything to say life. about yeah you guys got anything to say about parse before we i love parse parse is the best every time you get a bottle you plant a tree that's exactly right plant a tree and you help save the planet so if you want to save the planet drink parse if you care about the earth i'd say drink some parse yep your choice no, so not that much happened today it's pretty quiet <laughs> the thing is we got so much to talk about. We have so, Zach asked about a guest, and I was like, "I there's so much to unpack from today." Let's let's start with you, Ian. Let's start with you. How how was your day? Stressful. It was the last two. Uh, we finished up on Sunday in San Fran. <clears throat> Sunday night baseball. Flew through the night. What Zach? Yeah, what is he doing? There's this fucking dog that won't stop barking out here. Zach, you got to fucking tighten your shit up right now, man. Yeah, you got to figure it out, Zach. We fly through the night. We get into St. Louis. We have an off day in St. Louis. Day before the deadline. It's hot in St. Louis. All the golf courses are closed on Monday. So it was basically just a day of sitting and waiting for if anything was going to happen. Kind of felt like things would happen on the off day because we had there was a bunch of teams with Monday off days. So Scotty Efros gets traded yesterday. Tom's happy because he's a Yank now. Everyone in Cubby Camp is sad because Scott's such a great guy. He's going to uh, throw in the World Series. They probably will. Hell yeah, he is, bro. He's going to be a World Series. Ch- and the thing is, oh, my God, he's going to be a World Series champion. I can't wait. I'm Zach, I'm dead serious. We're going if like to a playoff game. I already – Am I not invited? Come on. Well, Ian, that's true. You can go as well. But then Scott's got to pay for all of us. That's, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see, if we can get, we'll see if we can fit you in. <laughs> I um, I got a chance to say bye to Scott. It was it was kind of like we started to hear some some rumors, some some things flying around Sunday night on the plane that he might be in talks, which was I think very unexpected for everyone. That's what I said it all along. Someone's like, "Oh, like, do you think Scotty will get traded?" I go, "No, no way. Like, he's he's a rookie. Like, he's he's got so much years of control." But then I got nervous because you started hearing rumors, and I was like, "You can't have him. He's staying here. Shut up." It was a great pickup by the Yankees. He threw his first game tonight. He looked great. Got a couple outs. Got a gif from a meme. Gif meme. Really good, really good meme. Clean shaven Scotty. I watched Wisdom had it on after our game. He was watching a little bit of it. And I watched just to see when his first pickoff would be. It was slider away, uh, ball one immediately to a pickoff. He said he picked off a bunch because it was Adam Frazier at first, who I I guess is really fast. I I was watching with some other people who weren't aware of Scott's tendencies to pick off. And when he picked off for the first time, I laughed. And they're like, why are you laughing? And I was like, just just keep watching. And then he picked off like three or four more times. And I was like, he's nervous. We just got to get him through these nerves. Yeah. And then he made possibly the greatest GIF I've ever seen after he almost gave up a homer. If you haven't seen it, you just it, you got to go find it on Twitter. Jimmy. Tweet. Jimmy. Yeah. yeah. Jimmy at John Boy uh, did a hilarious GIF. Scott giving up a fly ball out that he would thought uh, might have out, been hit. Out, it was. out. It was an out. Yeah. Clean inning or two-thirds of an inning. Great job, Scotty. Um, you look great. I know he's going to listen to this. Look great. Clean shaven, Scott. I'll tell you what. If he doesn't listen, he's he's then dead to me because he always listened when he was a cub, so he better not forget his roots or I swear I will lose it. Yep. Can't wait to get a Scotty F. Ross Yankee shirt. That's my first person. That's oh Tom, if you don't have one, that's sad. That would hurt. That would hurt. I, I need one. You guys should hang a jersey in the office. In honor of in honor of him, just like have it up. Yeah, he's a guest host. Hey, he's the did, first uh, guest host Yankee. Tom, did McFly take a picture with Scott? Of course he did. Yes. Yes. Wow. So for people that don't know, there's been Joe's McFly works for the company. 
when we were in Arizona, he took pictures with, I believe, six different guys who, while we were in Arizona, got traded. And then he did, but I will say, the only thing that goes against this theory, because he's up to, I believe, 11 people he's taken a picture with have been traded. He did take a picture with Ian. Ian was not traded. So that does kind of disprove the whole Trader Joe's theory, but it's still wild that he took a picture with Scott. People on Twitter couldn't believe that, that it existed. I'm defying the laws of physics. That is kind of crazy. Ian, before we get to you, though, it was insane. Like, Zach was tweaking about Scotty going to the Yankees. That's like, Zach, express your feelings. I just think it's the coolest thing. You know, like, I played the Yankees last year, but I haven't gone there. So, like, that was cool, but it wasn't, like, the full experience of, like, playing a team that you grew up watching and, like, such a historic franchise obviously and then now watching the Jeter doc and seeing all of like what the postseason looked like and it's like man imagine if you're 21 years old the star of New York hanging out with P. Diddy and like obviously Scott that's Scott with P. Diddy and Jay-Z Scott's gonna like, be hanging out with whoever he wants yeah but I was like you know Scott has such a great opportunity to do something that not many people do or like not many people can say that they played in the postseason you know it's like what everybody talks about. He talks to me like, oh, man, you got to play for winning baseball, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I just think, again, my – not hometown team, but watching them my whole life and the fact that he has such a good opportunity is incredible. Like I, I, like we said, we woke up this morning and we're like, holy fuck, Scott's a Yankee. Are you taking this opportunity to change your fandom from the Mets to the Yankees? Uh, I'm a friends – I'm a friends fan. But if the Mets played the Yankees, who do you want? A good, clean series. <laughs> you want Scotty to get the ring more than you want the Mets to win. You know that. Yeah, of course. All right. Zach, quick quick question. Yep. Did you forget your mic? <laughs> You're a child. Guy gets called up to the show. No, care about the can I tell you anymore. about – can I tell You've you – You guys thought last week was, was crazy. <laughs> Boy, I actually thought I brought it. Um, you, can I say you, one more thing about Scott before you tell the story? I just want to finish our Scott talk. Yes, it was it was so messed up that you texted Scott that you were hearing rumors because you freaked the guy out. What if he wouldn't have got traded? Then he would have been in pure panic for two days. No, Scott, you put you Scott put him Scott, in panic. Scott freaks out if he saw one tweet with his Ian, name. Why would he he's not already want to know out. that he is in like? Because no, he's, I'm, in, I'm he's disagreeing innocent. with you 100. You, the game was over. You guys had an off day the next day. He would have been on his phone 100 percent of the day anyway. Dude. He, I don't think he even considered the fact until you texted him. Not no. true because he was talking to his agent about it. Ah, uh, has he? But, hey, hey, why don't you? You know, you just met the guy. You just met yeah. the guy. You're not. You're not here. Ian's trying to come in and steal him from us, and that's yeah. Sad. Like, bro, like, I understand, but like, relax. I think Ian's. I think Ian's upset because last week it was posed as a question on this very show: who was closer to Scott? And it felt like Ian was getting closer to maybe getting that mark. And now that opportunity's been taken away from him. And I think that's what he's heard about the most. I'm probably Scott's favorite teammate between the three of us. <laughs> you guys might be. You guys might be closer. Teammate. Ian, where, where did we teammate. start? Ian, Ian, where did we it's start? It's 100 me. Oh. Zach, how do you feel about that? It's me over Zach. He sits in the bullpen with me all game. That's the worst thing that could happen. Shut up. Zach, you've been signing cards, but you forgot your mic or what? Uh, dude, get off my case. Why didn't they put you in for a defense substitution? That's what I want to know. Because they have a gold glove at shortstop. And Never I- heard of him. Never heard of him. Oh, right, tell us, last tell us thing about Scott. About last thing last about Scott. Last thing about Scott. Look, he's getting jealous that we're talking about Scott because we're friends with him Both. Not anymore. Oh, and here's how you know that Zach's his favorite because he didn't pick number eight when he went to New York. He picked Where's? number 59. Where's? Like somebody else. He's 5'9". 59? That's unbelievable. Yes, 5'9", baby. My bad. Imagine thinking you're closer than that. Uh, <laughs> try there, snowman. Tell your story. Tell your story about this week. Speaking of snowman, my friend Robbie Grossman, who was a snowman, got traded yesterday too. That was sad. No, we need to we need to hit the Ian yeah. reactions to being traded or not being traded. We'll come back to Zach's week. All right. Uh, it's not it was on the taxi spot for a week. It's not that big of a deal. 
So I think it is, man, because your life's important to us. Good point. I uh, yeah, it was a lot of waiting yesterday. Nico and I went to see a movie. We were supposed to go with Scott. Didn't you go see Thor? Went and saw Thor. Scott was supposed to be us and Scott. And where was Scott? Scott was uh, on a plane to New York. And then yeah, the, today, today. I didn't want to like, text you all day. I didn't want to text was, yeah, you. Yeah, it was just like, you know, waiting, checking, talking to people, trying to figure things out. But it was like the dominoes started to fall around the league, and it was kind of like running out of options. And then, you know, I got to the field around two. I went to the field at two and went through my normal routine because I was in the lineup tonight. Um and just kind of waited till the deadline. And then Rossi came into the clubhouse and everyone was out of BP and Rossi came into club, the clubhouse and was like, Hey, they're done. You're safe. It's like, thank God. I mean, what do you have questions? Can I answer questions? Well, that's what I, I texted you and asked you. I said, like, are you pumped to be staying or like let down? Like, you know, like, I mean, it's exciting to go to like a playoff team and go, you know, Yeah, I there was a point in there where like obviously leaving Wrigley was really hard. Um like the thought of that. And then there was a point in there where it was like, all right, like a couple of these landing spots, like and then the logistics of I think this is the thing I want to talk about on this podcast was the actual logistics of like getting traded. And Zach, I know you've been through this, but like when I thought about like, all right, if I get moved, like I have to go to this city straight out of a road trip with this suitcase that I have here. going to be out of clothes real quick. My fiance is in Chicago in our apartment. Like got to figure out what she's doing. Got to figure out, you know, it's a year and a half. Like got to figure out, are we living there? Are we getting an apartment for, the next 12 months the next what it, and like all of that stuff was just like if this happens holy shit that's something you can't really control it's not like right now right where you like you know what's gonna happen in two years or next year like i guess in the clothes thing you're rich <laughs> no but i'm saying that was like when you were thinking when i was thinking through like all of the possibilities no i know i i, I totally like understand. the like the human logistics of like what comes next was very overwhelming did you Would you god stay off of your phone slash social media more or were you on it more i was on it nonstop trying to yeah. figure out what was going on cuz as a player you don't know anything that's the crazy part that people don't understand it's like they don't want to tell you anything because they don't want to show their hand. They don't want to – if something happens, they don't want, you know, to say something and that it never happens. Like people don't get that. We have not one clue of what's going on, whether no matter what level it is. You know nothing. You know nothing. All you can do is sit there and wait. And, you know, if you catch some information or something, you know, like what teams are checking in or what teams are, are at asking, but that you generally look around and you know the – like for me, like you know the outfield market. And you know who's like looking for an outfielder, but you don't like you have no clue what the Cubs asking price is. You have no clue who's matching up. You have no clue what other teams like the Braves getting Grossman and like the, you know, you didn't know if that Soto Domino was going to fall like Gallo going to the the Dodgers and like Bader all these things. Ben yeah. Bader going, Benintendi going like all of these guys. You had no clue. And like Jock and I, I talked to Jock on the phone today. And Jock was like, where are you going? I was like, I don't know. Where are you going? He was like, ah, I have no clue. And then like both of us don't get traded by the end of it. And so it's like, you have no, you know, you have no idea what's going on. So you're just kind of waiting there in limbo. Um, And then the relief at the end and just be like super happy. Like, I was super happy. The fact that I'm still a cub. I still have a year and a half to be a cub. At least. At least. And I, you know, get to watch the rest of Nico's season and I get to watch, you know, Wisdom and Schwindel and Magical's back up now and I get to watch him play and like all of these, you know, things um, like you have teammates that you care about and that you want to 
watch them succeed and play the second half and be a part of that. And that's really cool. I just, I still can't believe neither you or Willie got traded. Everyone was sitting. We we had like BP at that time and everyone's just like, nothing's happened yet. Nothing's happened yet. We get back in like at like, like five minutes after the deadline. I was like, Oh my God, they didn't trade either of them. Can I, uh, I was just the, after the, after the trade didn't happen. Uh, and like a bunch of the, people on the Twitter were like posting that hug that Willie and I had in the dugout and be like, this is weird now. See, that was talking or like John Boyce tweeted that unbelievable. We clapped that, back. We clapped back. Yeah, that you is, did. I saw that Tom. That was good. That's so I, that was actually like, what the fuck? Cause that's, that was like a genuine moment that Willie and I had together. Like I stayed out there. I was going to enjoy it. Wilson's getting interviewed on the field by Marquis which is like setting it up for him to be gone. Right. Like they're covering it. Like it's his last game. He's super emotional. I stay out there to support him, give him a hug and there's people everywhere. And it looks like we're like having this moment together, but really it's just like if, whether it was there or whether it was down in the tunnel, like if it was any of the guys that you think might be like not coming back to regular, any of your teammates that is like, going through that like being there to support them and do that and now it's like look at these idiots or that's what like, i mean it's not like uh it wasn't like a goodbye it was just like a you guys both came up like around the exact same time and like there was a good chance neither of you was coming back to play at wrigley as a cub and you're out there as a friend and teammate like supporting yeah. your guy what a crazy freaking john boy making fun of you unbelievable yeah. stinks it's tough to see and tom supports it too and that's disgusting tom had a good clapback actually yeah. job, tom. thanks who, for who thanks tweeted for it who tweeted it a lot of people passing had a passing had a tweet about it like i there was a Zach, lot of talk to your boy talk to your boy jp we can't have that i did see that actually i i, I think i sent passings to my friends uh let's see if I can find it. he said yeah. jeff passing wrote well at least wilson Contreras and ian half get to hug again it would be, you know, what would be nice is if a couple of teammates could support each other and have a hug without a big hoopla being made, huh? I don't see the issue. Guys being dudes. Jeez. Can we cameras everywhere? So Ian, I'm Gross. I'm very I'm very happy that you're still a cub personally. I came in today to the field very sad. I walked around all day just kind of sobbing and saying Scotty's name over and over because I miss Scotty. Were you melancholy? And everyone said he wasn't even on this team. How do you miss him? I was like, exactly. It's been that long. I miss him so much. So then for you to stay was a good uh, pick-me-up. I'm not leaving. not fucking leaving. How long do you have that one ready for? Uh, actually, these guys, uh, we were texting, the three of us, and I think Dakota kept saying that I wasn't going to get traded. And I did because I didn't want you to. And I sent that i sent that gif back to them it's do you say gif tom just real quick you say gif yeah i mean i gotta be gif right all right i i don't feel very strongly one way or the other so i I don't Uh, yeah i don't know i sent that i sent that gif to them and dakota was like you have to tweet that if you don't get traded and i was like all right yeah well and then i tweeted it blew up too it got like it really took off it has like thirty thousand likes it was one of my best tweets ever no words I wanted to ask you because we we never really talked about it in the pod. I kind of felt like we all were waiting to see where it landed. Where were you at, like throughout the? If you could, if you can try to take us through the whole process of when did you first hear that this might be a possibility, and where were you at, just kind of the whole time? You know what? I going into. I'm going to be very honest about it. Going into the All Star game, I was like, no chance. I'm not getting traded. Didn't even think about it. Got to the all-star game. A couple of couple of guys I played with. They're like, are you gonna be our teammate in a couple of weeks? And I was like, what? what are you talking about? I'm not gonna be anybody's teammate. I'm a cubby. And then Or um, you'll be the Cubs teammates. And then and then, you know, a couple of guys were like, Oh, we're talking about you. We got some guys talking about you. And I was like, Oh shit. 
And um, so kind of from there um, is when a lot of things started to pick up in the media. I got asked about it a little bit, the all-star game got asked about it basically every day after that. And so it was kind of the last two uh, post all-star break the last two weeks. It was kind of like, Oh, this might be a real thing. And then had, you know, had a couple of conversations that felt like it really might happen. Um, kind of looked at the market and saw there was a, there was a couple of teams that were seriously looking at outfield help and, that was kind of like, oh, oh boy. You mentioned that like you don't really know what like teams are asking. You don't. You, what what do you do? Like, are you talking to your agent? How how are you trying to get if you're getting involved at all in the process? Like, what are you? Are you just talking to your agent and just? Yeah, occasionally media people will reach out to you or tell you what they know, um, what they're hearing. But mostly, you're talking to your agent, trying to figure out like, hey, you know, what are you hearing? Are you hearing that people are interested? Who is it? You know. What's it look like? And then you have no clue, like, what your team is asking for. Like, if your team really wants to move and is pretty light with the package, like, then it could be really easy, you know. And obviously, it kind of felt like Jed's price was high, and that's why things didn't happen. But, you know, you have no idea if your GM, you know, is going to have a really high asking price or if their goal is really to move players and what that looks like for the coming years. And so it was – you know, there's so many there's so many factors that go into these trades that are up in the air and that like you have no clue, you know, what both sides are talking about. And then don't really I don't know teams farm systems or like, you know, what teams are loaded with prospects and willing to give them up and like how that because there's just there's so many different dynamics throughout the league. Are you curious? Were you curious like to see what do they think I'm worth? Like, you know, like if you get traded and look and be like, what'd they get back? How how good am I? That is pretty interesting. I, yeah, I think I was a little curious. I was also thinking like, do you just naturally have to like despise the person you get traded for? Did you hate Cam Maven? No, I thought that was really cool. That you got traded for? But at first. You can't hate Cam Maven. He's like the nicest guy. What do you mean? What What do you mean? I'll tell you what. I didn't like him at first because he's the reason you were gone. No. Yep. Zach, let me ask you a question. If you get traded for like an 18 year old prospect, are you hoping that that kid doesn't make it to the big leagues? No. Why would I do and that? Look, I'm better than that kid. It makes you look no, better. Oh, no. I'm not saying you root against him, but like no. the person we traded for for Scotty, he's already starting out behind the eight ball. I already don't. Because like he's not Scotty. Because he's not Scotty. Why, though? Like if, if he plays better, that makes you look like, wow, he was worth a lot. Why, why would you want him to play poorly? Famously, James Shields got traded for Fernando Tatis when Tatis was like 18 yeah, and complete unknown. Yes. I, if I were James Shields, I think I would – this is just my own, maybe my own insecurities. I would feel bad that I'm not the best player in my own trade. You know what I mean? Like I'd look yeah. back at that and be like, that's not even the James Shields trades anymore. That's the Tatis trade now. I yeah. just – I'm with Zach. I'm with Zach, though. I wouldn't root against – them to like i'm not like sitting here like oh i hope he does bad and i do like i'm just like oh i hope i play really good like if he if zach outplays cam maven like right what's it matter what he did hey cam maven's retired so zach wins i'm surprised oh my i'm surprised salty zach wouldn't be what do you mean salty you have some nerve calling me salty (laughs) i'm i'm surprised no i'm surprised zach would never root against anyone yeah what it's not it's not You're fucking throwing ass. haymakers because I'm a better friend to Scott than you. <laughs> fucking hey. Wow. Let's do the big boy trade of the day. Brought to you by brought to you by Shady Rays. Big boy trade of the day. It's brought to you by Shady Rays. If you need a new pair or more pairs of sunglasses for the summer, look no further than Shady Rays. Every pair features high visibility polarized optics and high quality durable frames Has anybody here ever worn shady rays tom you had a couple pairs of shady rays Dan, i have to be muted i have muted? i i was you don't muted. have to be honest just tell us that you wore shady rays i wore shady rays you wore shady rays you like shady rays john boy 20 j-o-m-b-o-y 20 is the discount code shadyrays.com discount code John Boy 20, $20 off each pair of premium polarized sunglasses 
at ShadyRays.com. They are bringing you the big boy trade of the day. They also provide 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order. I mean, between Parse and Shady Rays saving the world, I mean. <laughs> you, you know what's awesome about us? I'm going to bring this back to how cool we are. What's awesome about us is that we like sponsors who help the world. Yeah, I mean. That's what's cool about us. We're just good people. Big boy trade of the day. Dakota, you want to talk about it? I just, I said it in the locker room. Obviously, Juan Soto. I I said you should, every team should have offered whatever they wanted. I'd say here, like here's here's three really good prospects and two big leaguers. Give me Juan Soto. But I think it was sneaky that Josh Bell was in there too. That okay. guy's a freak. Let me give you something here. Real quick, if you're Josh Bell, okay, you don't really, you're not really tied to the Nats. You were a Bucko before. Juan Soto gets traded, and then you find out you're going with him and get to hit in the middle of San Diego's lineup, and you're <laughs> about to be a free agent with your buddy Juan. Yeah, what day for Josh Bell? Sneaky Josh Bell might have had the best day out of anybody. He he has no pressure on him. Everyone's like, how's Juan Soto going to do? How's Juan Soto going to do? And Josh Bell can just sit there and rake. And they traded two first basemen out of there, so Josh Bell's playing first every day. Switch hitter, no matter what. He's hitting 301 with an 877 OPS with 14 homers. 113 hits. Josh Bell is having a ridiculously sneaky good year. It's because it's only – it's ridiculously good no matter what. It's sneaky because nobody's really talking about the fact that Josh Bell's having an unbelievable year. Exactly. And that's what I mean. Like, obviously, the Soto part drew the headlines, but it's like, oh, and Josh Bell. And it's like, well, Josh Bell is one of the best players in baseball right now. Legit. Their lineup just got X. Their lineup was good. It just got exponentially better. Imagine saying you're in the bullpen warming up. Who's coming up this inning? Oh, we got Tatis, Soto, Machado. And if anybody gets on, you got Josh Bell right behind him. Yeah. Plus, don't forget. Yeah, Cronenworth in that lineup too, Jerks and Profar. And they got Hater. Yeah. Got Hater. Wow. You know what? I was a little like, you know, I was like, I was like, Hater finally is out of the division. And I'm gonna get traded out of the division. That's tough timing. Not tough timing anymore. Not tough timing anymore. Real quick on the the big boy trade of the day. A lot of stuff happened in that trade. Hosmer is supposed to go back to the Nats, has the no trade clause. Well, no trade. Nope, not going there. And now he gets to go play first base in Boston. It was insane because everything came out on Twitter that the trade was agreed to. And they're like in like one big league player. And then like a couple minutes later, it's like, oh, it's Eric Hosmer. And then like five minutes later, there's all these tweets like he has a no trade clause to the Nationals. Like he can hold up the whole deal. Luke Foyt now going to the Nats. Do you guys know anything about all of the prospects? Tom, anybody know anything about all the prospects that came back in that trip? CJ Abrams is like a freak freak, right? Like he's supposed to be like I think I think it's fair to say the hole would have looked better maybe six months ago. Um at, at CJ Abrams has had a little bit of a, a tough time this year. So has Mackenzie Gore, but those are two of the top 10 to 15 prospects in baseball pretty much the last two to three years. Those were uh, supposed to, yeah, those are supposed to be like their two guys, right? Yeah. I mean, so those like again. I personally, I'm like a little bit lower on those guys based on some of their recent performances, but based on their pedigree and like, I think they got three or four top 10 overall picks in that trade. Um, I know Adams, I believe was a guy that they were, there was one other guy that they were really, really high on the, the big, the big lefty, I think. Yeah. It was no, like, and the, the big lefty pitcher you're saying, or lefty hitter, big lefty hitter, right? Yeah. James Wood. That's who I was thinking yeah, of. Woods. He, he was like, yeah. I guess he, they say he's like O'Neill Cruz. They were apparently very enamored with him. That was like what all the reporting came out was. Good good for the Padres for going all in. I, know, I saw for, something. They had the like bottom – I forgot what number they were in payroll or in um, valuation for their organization. And it's like that shows that every team, you know – Every team can run out of $200 million payroll if they want to. Oh, yeah. Can the Nats is or the Padres? Is it possible for them to pay Soto with the other guys they're paying? Yeah, I don't know. That's like a two two year from now problem, right? 
It's a two and a, it's a it's like three off seasons from now, I believe. Yeah, but they're gonna have to they're gonna have to pay him. I mean, they're gonna have to pay him pay him pay him in arbitration because he's the best player ever. But if they if they try to extend him between three guys, they'll be paying. There'll be like ninety million dollars between three guys or more. But I mean, you can't make that trade and then not try to extend him, right? I mean, Preller, Preller, he ain't afraid. Savage. You know what he could do, which is kind of messed up, but he could do is he could have him for this postseason, next season, next postseason, and then he could flip him with a year. Try left. to get some prospects back with a year left. Just saying, like the from the dock, the captain dock. They did like a George Steinbrenner, the Padres. They said, you know what? We have all this talent that's supposed to be unreal in a couple of years. We're spending all of it getting all the best players on the market. And I, I feel like that's that's a lot of pressure on the team. Because you make all those moves, like you got to do some damage. And they right? signed Musgrove, too. Good for yeah. Musgrove. Good for Joe Musgrove. He's from there. He's pitched great. He deserves it. Got extension. Very rich. Good for him. Awesome. Can I ask you guys a question? Yes. How do you feel about teams that are two to four games back of the wild card who gave up some good players. Baltimore gave, up, Baltimore gave up their closer, Mancini. Boston kind of did some lateral crazy moves. Robbie said in um, – I forgot what year it was. You know, the Twins, they sold at the deadline and still made the playoffs. And it's like I, – I, I think personally, I think the – no, I'm not sure. But – the Orioles, I feel like they're still in a spot where they could have enough magic left. They're what, two and a half out? One, one and a half. They just got Brett Phillips as well. And so, and Trey Mancini is a free agent after this year, right? Correct. I think so. I mean, that guy is tied to Baltimore. I would not be surprised if they traded him and then this offseason they try to re sign him and then run it back. Little role does Chapman 2016? Maybe. Let me mm-hmm. ask you another question. How do you feel about uh, the Brewers basically locking up a wild card spot or the divi- they're, they're up in the division, definitely making the playoffs, what it seems like? Trading Josh Hader. I mean, you already have a, you've got a closer and you have another closer on your roster. But they, I did, mean... they did get Rodgers back in the trade. And who had, I think he has the most saves in the league, right? But they took him out. But San Diego took him out of the closing role, right? I think so. To get ready for like Mil- to get ready for Milwaukee. I saw an interview today with Devin Williams, and he like looked really shook up. Like he didn't he didn't even really want to talk. Like he was like, I don't really even want to talk right now. Like I don't know what to say because like I think obviously he and Hader were pretty close, being the the two back end guys there. And sure, you can replace a guy like Hader on the field, but I think, you know, you never know what a guy means to the locker room. I'm sure that's something you guys can attest to, you know, people talk about, you know, maybe Jason Hayward's contract. I know Hap, that's a guy that, you know, you really lean on in the clubhouse and is an important clubhouse guy. And that's sometimes some of the things that aren't quantifiable by stats that just matter. Like I know the Yankees, they all love Gallo, even though obviously he struggled. Great, great clubhouse guy. The thing about that move that is interesting is it probably makes sense for the Brewers long-term. I respect that they want to compete every year and that they're they're not in the business of doing like multiple-year rebuilds and stuff. And so they do have to, they have to make some of those tough choices and they got prospects back that they think are going to help them in the long-term and they still have a big league, you know, left-handed back-end guy in that trade. But you do wonder, like, if you're on that team – and you're leading the division and you trade your, your, you know, what, three-time, two-time all-star closer? It's like, what? I just, that's, I, yeah, I, that's kind of just a crazy move. Like, it, like the message it sends to the locker room is like, we didn't buy anyone and we gave up our best player and we're leading the division by like five games. Uh, that's tough. It's funny. Like, we always say, like, joking, like, man, imagine being a GM. Imagine being a GM pulling the trigger on that and saying, like, oh, fuck. 
And then you got to go down and talk to the players. I mean, can we talk about the Nationals really quickly? I mean, what they – I mean, I still can't believe they traded Soto. I understand that he didn't maybe want to take the long-term deal, but – Did they beat the ground today? No, Corey Abbott got the win. Shut up. Corey Abbott started the game through five shutty against them. DeGrom gave up one over five, and they, I think they won five. They, did he get the win? And they win? won? And they won uh, five one. Did he Corey get the Abbott win? The win. <laughs> no, Victor Arano got the win. fucking beautiful. Baseball is a beautiful game. The Nats trade their two best players. After the previous season trading their two best players. After after before that, letting their best player walk in free agency. They what's their record right now? The Nats. They trade their best players. Thirty six and sixty nine. They're thirty six and sixty nine. Thirty games. They, the thirty games. The day after the deadline, they have to face the Mets, who are the best team in their division, and the best pitcher to ever pitch. And they win. With Corey Abbott, ex-Cubby on the bump. Ex-Cubby, Corey Abbott on the bump. What a fucking sport. What a sport. Did you just say DeGrom was the best pitcher ever? Could be. I faced him one time. He threw three innings, punched out eight, and then said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, I've had enough. I, I was really excited for the almost really, really big trade with Otani. That would have been really cool. I feel like. Would Otani get more than Soto? It's two players in one. How old's Otani? Players, twenty six. But he only has one. He only has one year. Yeah, he's he's in a one and a half spot. I don't know who would draw more. Uh, Otani's twenty eight, by the way. He just turned twenty eight. Yeah. See, Soto's twenty three. That's what was his birthday? July fifth. <laughs> he forgot to wish him happy birthday. Happy belated. He's older than me and Sadea by a month. Nice. Nice. My birthday's coming up, guys. What a joke. Your birthday is September 9. That's my was a complete guess. I was going to say August 10th. 12th. August 12th. Ah, Zach didn't even try. Zach, what are you doing? I had the right month. You're on your phone. We're trying to record this podcast. We ask you for an hour a week. I'm not on my you're phone. Just on on I your phone, hang on. on. You're like a child. You just had it in your hands and you dropped it. I did you not. Know? You want to I'll show you what I'm doing? I'm signing fucking cards. <laughs> Trying to make some money? You're in the big leagues. Come on. Not on my fucking phone. I'm working. Fuck. You go, are you a college shirt? Can we hear, can we hear about Zach's week? This uh, is a good picture. This is a good one. Look at me smiling. Wow. Your hair looks great, huh? Great hair day, dude. Wow. You That's why you paid the big hat. bucks for the barber. Thank you. On Instagram. Thank you. Are you a college shirt to the field every day, guy? Yes. Is that a team thing? On the road. Is AJ's thing on the road college shirt every day? Yeah, it's kind of like goes without saying. It was last year, really, really. Javi Baez wears a college shirt to the field every day on the road? Yeah. Wow. That surprised you, Ian? That is shocking. <laughs> shocking. It's the Tiger way. What do Go they Tigers. look like? Are they golf polos? What are his colored shirts? Uh, yeah, they're uh, they're the uh, the RLX ones. He has. <laughs> what, tell me seriously. This is a serious question. I don't know, dude. What? It's- Come on, you know you've seen him at the field. What do they look like, Zach? I want a picture. Just to, just between us, send to the group. Nobody else has to see it. I just want to know what colored shirt Javi's wearing. I uh, I don't know. I'm not going to promise that I'm going to take a picture of Javier Baez. Tell him that you're sending it to me. Tell him Ian wants to see the colored no, shirt I, you're wearing. I can't. I can't. I can't, man. I can't do it. If, even about Ian? No, I can't do it. I just can't imagine Javi in like a golf polo, but in like three chains. Like no, the I, image to me is so funny of like Javi with a golf polo ball buttoned all the way up and then three diamond chains down here i mean the guy knows that he knows how to dress dude that's what i'm saying you can't you you can't confine that guy to collars he's got to be able to wear whatever he wants bro he has a bunch of like different looks on the field too like some days he'll wear different color tape 
like extravagant cleats. And then there's other day where he just wears like the generic ones. And I'm like, that still looks so dope. Whatever your whatever this combo is you got going on here. One time, one time at Wrigley, he always, you know, he always had like some sick blue cleats with some like the PR Puerto Rico in white or in red. And it was like so cool. And then he has cool batting gloves, cool everything. One day he came out there with pants up. I'm not kidding you. What looked like generic black Nike cleats. They're black cleats with a blue swoosh. And if you like with the Cubs unis, I was like, that's gross. Except for Javi's wearing it and it looked amazing. Bro, I'm not joking. Like the guy, if you just watch everything the guy does, it's just like, wow, that's dope. Yeah. He came out in black cleats with the Cubs unis and made them look unbelievable if i wore those i'd look like a little leaguer it looked like i was playing legion ball i don't know what it is bro like i don't know this conversation has gone from trade deadline to us talking about how great javi is maybe we can get it back on the rails and you know how we get it back on the rails in this podcast we talk about athletic greens athletic greens is the best Talk about it, Dakota. It's unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's I love athletic greens. <laughs> I'm trying to read this ad, and all I could say is how great it is. Oh shit! <laughs> uh, one delicious scoop. <laughs> I gotta mute myself. Oh, athletic greens. Absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food, superfood source, superfoods. And probiotics. Oh shit, Dakota! I love it. <laughs> it's the how best. Much? Tell me how much. It's, a, it's the best. I love it so much. You've turned Dakota into a hostage. He's acting. There's a gun. <laughs> He's so scared. I love athletic greens. <laughs> it's lifestyle friendly. Just so you. Know. <clears throat> oh shit, Dakota does really love it. You know what we call that? Athletic. You know what we call that? Good, clean, fun. That's all it is right there. Good, clean, fun. Zach's over there it, signing cards. We're Zach, was gonna he say, hear the joke. Zach, <laughs> Zach looks up between cards just to see what's going on. He's like, do they need me? All right, I'm in. Ugh. I have been on every conversation that we've had. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, Athletic Greens is going to make it easy. They're going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash compound. Athleticgreens.com backslash compound. They are great. <laughs> they are great. Them. Oh, God. All right, I don't think they're going to love on the if we just steal someone else's marketing for theirs. If we just, they're no, great. No. Let's get this thing back on the rails. Is there any other trades that we need to talk about anything else that happened a lot happened yeah um, are you are you really sad about your friend robbie i mean not even joking yeah like I, he's a I've friend had, of the pod too i've had teammates obviously that get traded it's like oh man you're great we'll still be friends like whatever but like i think it was different just because he took me under his wing as like my first year last year and even this year yeah. you know, like i think that is something obviously i've never dealt with before or even thought about um and I didn't even think he was going to get traded until like a week or a week and a half ago. We were like joking about it. And he was like, no, like, I, I think I'm going to be. And I'm like, what? You know, is he on the back end of his two year or is he? Yeah, one- no, yeah. Back end. And, you know, obviously he hasn't had the greatest year. So I was like, I don't think, you know, we were just talking like, he's like, yeah, I mean, I don't know, but I've just heard that, you know, it's a possibility. And like I said, you know, him taking me under his wing, And kind of, you know, we've hung out a lot. You know, he showed me a lot and taught me a lot and just something that you always hold on to. And then kind of just, you know, say bye. We said bye for, you know, had a few drinks last night, but it was just like, I don't know, it just happened quickly. And with with him in any trade. But like I said, I think this one's different because of what we, what he, like how he helped me last year and how we've become close. Yeah. And there's, that's, it's awesome that you guys have that relationship, but it's hard because you, those guys that you get close to like that, like when they get moved, it's like, it just, it's, it's harder. Some guys are harder than others. And my heart couldn't have taken you getting traded to Ian. That's why I'm glad you stayed. 
I've already yeah. lost Zach. Then Scott. I couldn't take IH8 leaving. Can we talk about uh, one other thing that happened um, just recently? Mm-hmm. Little uh, Austin Riley, two f- 10 for 212. That was doing? from the clouds, too. Like, out of nowhere. Good for him. Can you talk about also the day that GM of the Braves, Alex Anthopoulos, had? He did that and made, I think, two trades that day. Like, how do you how do you switch your day up? Hey, man, we're going to sign you to a huge contract. Stay right there. We'll get a picture, and then I got to go take a phone call. He's working hard. He's grinding. The uh, He has that whole infield locked up. Or he's got, I mean, unless they, they're going to have to offer Dansby. Said Dansby. They, that I did see, I saw a comment from Olsen, I think, that was basically like, it's pretty cool to come to the field and know that, like, he's there, Ozzy's there, Acuna's there, Riley's there. For Dude, a that's time. unbelievable. Yeah. Like, that doesn't happen. It's just like the Jeter shit. Like, this doesn't happen. It's really cool for that organization that those guys all get to play together for that long and, like, and they just he deserves it. Riley deserves it. That guy rakes, rakes. Who's that? Austin Riley. Riley. He rakes. He deserves a sick he, deal. Dude, he he's such like a, a centerpiece for that team too. And he was a young guy last year and was just had a huge postseason. Remember we played him. He was on the Mississippi Braves in Double yeah. A in eighteen. Yeah. And I remember he was very good then. We're like, this guy's a good baseball player. I'm pretty sure he was in the fall league the year before with Bossler and them. Yeah. And I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure he was there. And he said, like, yeah, that's the best third baseman he's ever seen in his life. Like, there was nothing that got by that guy. Him and uh, him and Olsen are going to hit back-to-back for a long time. That's like, it's so sick. And then you have, like you said, Acuna, too. Wait, real quick. I think it's really a powerful thing in a lineup to have, like, the same one through five every day. I think that's that's a big deal. And, like, you build that relationship with those guys you get used to driving each other in you get used to talking about pitchers and like all this stuff that team has a set one through five Crazy. set and it's like big time players too and michael harris is hitting nine for them he's going to be there for six years at least speaking of the braves as well um robbie said yesterday that um there was a truest park right yeah that's the only field he hasn't been to either or hasn't played in. Let me tell Maybe you how he's going sick. to go play there. Yeah. He said, he, he said it's ridiculous. It is a sick ball yard. Zach, what do you think I'm going to say was the biggest trade of the whole weekend? It's a Cubs trade, to give you a hint. Scott? Dixon Machado. Dixon oh. Machado to the Giants. Oh. Wow. To face the Cubbies. To face the Cubbies. For people that – don't know we were playing the giants uh a ball got away from i can't remember who and lighter lighter and caught their shortstop in the head who was filling moment. in for brandon crawford who was filling in for brandon crawford got hit, hit in the head uh scary moment he go walked out of the field but concussion protocol symptoms um so they didn't have a shortstop uh that next that night they traded for dixon machado who was our shortstop in AAA, who all three of us cap. played with. Team cap. All three of us played with in 19. Um, so Dixon was starting at shortstop the next day in San Fran against the Cubbies. Dixon had gone to Korea to play for a couple of years and could just come back this year. Got to the big leagues with San Fran. Awesome for him. But the most hilarious part, you guys know his walkout song. Yeah. No way he still had it. Yes. He had it in the show? I, he had it in the show. I'm, yes. I'm out there in left field, and this walk-up plays, and I go, no fucking way. Tom, I don't know if we'll be able to find this for the people. It literally... Dixon Machado. Dakota, can you please sing it for us? No. Okay. Well, hold on. It, I don't know. Like, the beginning, it's like, Dixon Machado. Dixon Machado. But it doesn't say Dixon Machado. It says something in Spanish. Yeah, and I asked Machi what it, it is. It does sound like Machado. I've, I always joked that it's like Dixon Machado. Like it's his name. But I asked him and he's like in Spanish. It's like, here comes the turkey. <laughs> and that's it why makes, it sounds like a turkey song. It makes no sense. It's a crazy song. Wait, okay. Speaking, we're, we're, we're on walk-ups. 
Ian, last year, you and Jock Peterson foamed over whose walkout? We what? You foamed out of the mouth. Who did you talk about all the time? Like, whose walk-up last year? Edwin Diaz. Edwin Diaz. Do you see how big his walk-up is right now? Yep. Huge, though. Blew up. It's probably from our podcast. It's probably from talking about it on our podcast. That's what I'm saying, dude. It's a powerful podcast. A lot of people listen to it. Uh, I have a song. I don't know if it's the right song. It'll start playing. Can you play it? Can you play it? Yeah. Do you want to hear it? We'll, yeah, we'll yeah, please. Please. See if this is right. All right. Here we go. End of a Colgate ad. No free ads. I can't hear it. Can you guys hear it? I can't hear it. No. No. This is according. You can understand that one way too well. If it doesn't sound like that's not it. Somebody text Machado. Do you have his number, Dakota? Uh, I do. Text him. He's on the West Coast. Ask him what the name is. Walk out of I just want to say before we end this podcast and do let's do sunscreen time. Let's do sunscreen time. Um, Today's screen time doesn't count. I in San Fran, the toilets were slow. It was really easy to go to the bathroom. Really easy. Oh, they were in. T- they were in. Um, fuck, where did I just come from? Toronto. No, they were. Yeah, when we got in from customs in Minnesota, they had them there in Sloan. They had Sloan ones. Nice. Um, my screen time is probably really high today. Oh boy. I'm gonna win today. Uh, I guarantee I win it. My last two days are oh, much higher, and uh, a lot of it was spent on. What do you guys got? Sloan screen time. Presented by Sloan. We love Sloan. If you need. Flushers that you don't touch. Slow. We got mine seven thirty three. Oh my goodness! What do you mean? That's trade deadline. What? Tom five five ten for me five ten. Dakota, what's your time? Three fifty one. Wow! Wow! Good for you. Nice job. Wow. Nice where were you looking up? To, where were you looking up trades then? Low hanging fruit in my group text because Zach was all over it. I knew I had him on it. He was he was in he was on his iPad on Twitter. Tom? Uh 740. 740. Oh, is that Zach with the high? Zach, how's that make you feel? I don't care. I don't cheat. I, I didn't cheat. I would just like to say I am very, very happy to be a cub. And I cannot wait until Dakota's in the show. You and me both, man. St. Louis, you were up here last year. Come on. Hey, hey, that was I was uh hanging around there. And you're part of the team. I don't know. Step into the office and put it hey, in. I'm gonna be fighting. I'm gonna be fighting for him. I'll tell you that. Uh <laughs> you got an extension to worry about. Yes, yeah, so that's part of it. He has all the leverage. I gotta get True. you first. You'll take will you take a mill less to get me to the show? Thanks, man. Fuck yeah. Let's go. Ian, can I ask you very quickly? What do you feel like the qualifying offer? Because I know you're a player rep yeah. affected what happened today. Because it does feel like maybe the Cubs decided this is my opinion. I'm not speaking for anyone else on this podcast, but ding, 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 ding. the qualifying offer was better than whatever the Cubs were going to get for Wilson Contreras and possibly for sure. yourself. For sure. I think, I think, uh, every all the GMs were waiting to see how the chips would fall, but I think the qualifying offer for sure, I think it played a big role in how teams. How teams um, went about their business this this week, and I think, you know, teams with a guy like Wilson Contreras, they value that first round pick so highly or comp pick so highly um, that if they're not getting at least a player like that or you know a player that they deem comparable, they they'd rather just take the take the pick and move on. And and so, yeah, it's interesting that. Yeah, I would have liked to. It would have been interesting to see how things would have shaken out across the league, not specifically with us, you know, without the comp pick and like how that would change trades and trade deadline stuff. But it is really interesting, and, and I think the whole CBA and how it's the expanded playoffs, instead of there being like the league thought there would be like ten teams competing for the spots in each league, there's one. Pl- I mean. In the National League, what there's one other team competing. There's six spots, seven teams. Is that right? No, seven spots, eight teams right seven now in the spots. National League. It's definitely, or I think it's no, it's six no, spots. Six spots, seven teams. Six spots yeah. competing in the National League right now. 
Let me tell you, I'm, I'm glad the trade deadline's done because I am not even involved. And just knowing you, I was so stressed. And it was, I can't imagine what the last couple of days have been like for you. I think, I honestly think my family was, was more, I was pretty stressed. My family, I think, was just crazy stressed. So uh, in the National League, there's seven teams that are competing here uh, with the Phillies and the Cardinals being tied for the last spot. The Giants are four and a half back. They did not trade Rondon or Peterson, but they did trade Ruff. And then, my, and then what? It's Rodon. You said Rondon. Yep. That's what I meant. Rodon. Uh, and then the next team is the Marlins at eight and a half back. So the playoffs basically being decided minus one team with two months of the season left is kind of a bananas outcome for the new playoff system. And then in the AL, you have Cleveland a game back, Baltimore a game and a half, and they traded two of their best players. The White Sox didn't do anything. They're two games back. Boston did some crazy lateral. Boston did literally a buy sell. They did some crazy stuff, and they're two games back. It was really weird. Yeah. So it's very signed. They're traded for Jake Deakman. The White Sox did? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Really quick before we go, we should also mention uh, Vin Scully, longtime Dodgers announcer, baseball icon. the passed away uh, today, the Dodgers announced, or now yesterday, I guess, technically. Just as a someone who broadcasted baseball for a living for a while, it's hard to explain how much that man means. And I said to one of our socials guys, and they ended up tweeting it, but you really can't tell the story of baseball without Vince Scully. I mean, this is the guy who called games with the Brooklyn Dodgers in 1950. That was when he made his debut, and he was calling games all the way until 2016. So, I mean, he called Buckner game, Kirk Gibson game, Hank Aaron when he broke the home run record. I mean, you think about all the moments that he was there to see. Uh, I don't know if we're ever going to see anyone like him again. He, this is a guy who trained with Red Barber. I mean, that's how far back he goes. So just an incredible icon. New York guy as well, Fordham guy. So lived a great life, obviously, but big loss. Yes. That's very, very, very sad for the whole baseball community um, and thoughts and prayers go out to his family. He was obviously an icon. It was really cool. He retired in 16, right? Yep. Yeah. So I never got to play a game that he called, unfortunately, but he was such a presence there. And like you can feel like in that stadium, and there's like Finn Scully stuff all over the place. And he won one of the series, one of the games, I can't remember what year, but he did come back one of the times that we were there and was kind of around. And I didn't get to meet him. He was on the home side, but it was like, it was really cool just for him to be around um, and like how much he meant to the organization fan base. Really awesome. That's my Vince Scully story. That's your Vince Scully story and you're sticking to it. Anything else before we wrap episode 120 of the Compound Podcast presented by Parsi Around? I love Parsi. You love Parsi. If you drink Parsi, you play a tree. I'm predicting a home run from both of you tomorrow. Zach, are you playing? God damn it. A pinch hit homer. Ever heard of it? Tech <laughs> sighted cards again. Oh, He's had enough. I'm He's done. had enough. I'm we'll done. see you. Then you were on your next phone. Week. We'll see you next week on the Compound Podcast. Just so you know, Jan Gomes might be a guest. Jan Gomes wants to come on. Uh, Madrigal wants to come on. I think we're going to have some guests in the second half here, boys. Can I, I ask like, what's, what's going to happen with Scotty now? It's like, Scotty, like, is he dead to the compound? Is he no, no, we'll get oh, some check-ins. Scott, Scotty, if anything, is higher in my book. Now I'm more interested to have him on. Scott's become a correspondent now. We'll call him. Like, we'll call him. He can come him. to the office anytime. Tell him. He's going to get his good friend, Aaron, Aaron Judge. Maybe you've heard of him. He's going to get him to come on. We might do, I think we might do like a, we could do like a weekly five to 10 minutes with Scott. I don't know if we could get him to get off the phone in 10 minutes, but maybe we can do. I was going to say, we're going to need like to give him set more a time timer. We'll set a timer. Well, this is going to be the segment. We'll have Scott on. We'll set a timer. And once the timer's up, he ha- we have to hang. We have to kill. We have to hang up on him. Like just gone. <laughs> Whatever he is, mid sentence, like boop, gone. Yep. 
I think it's 10 minutes on the clock. Exactly. Scott gets to talk. We'll ask him a few questions. But then the second it hits 10. Done. All right, boys. That's episode 120 of the Compound Podcast. See you next week. Glad you're still coming. Woo!